أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين اللهم يسر ولا تعسر رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وأحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي So uh, last lesson we spoke about uh, this particular book that we started Ta'alim al-Muta'allim Ta'allumi which is teaching the students how to learn so before you learn you need to know the ways and how to learn so our first chapter will be Faslun fi mahiyyat al-ilmi wal fiqh wa fadlihi which means that we're going to look at al-mahiyyat al-ilm ay haqiqat al-ilm what is really when we say ilm what is real knowledge and also fiqh which is jurisprudence and also its virtues when it comes to general knowledge all right so we'll be looking at what is knowledge itself when we talk about knowledge what do we mean and when we talk about jurisprudence what is that and also what are their virtue or what is the virtue of the knowledge now to start with that we're starting with the hadith of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said طلب العلم فريدة على كل مسلم ومسلمة. This hadith it came in all most scholars said that the hadith is considered weak or just the second part of the hadith make it weaker, even though the first part can be صحيح, which is طلب العلم فريدة على كل مسلم. Seeking knowledge is compulsory upon every single Muslim. So that part. They said it is sahih, but the addition that came at the end by saying ala kulli muslimin wa muslima, which is it is compulsory upon every single male and female. That and female aspect make the hadith weaker because of other things that maybe they, you can look at when you're looking at ilmul hadith. But having said that, the first part also by itself can mean both male and female. When you say طلب العلم فريدة على كل مسلم ومسلمة أو فريدة على كل مسلم and stop there by itself means seeking knowledge is compulsory upon every Muslim. So it does not differentiate male or female. Alright? So when you look at it from that angle then you will then appreciate regardless of that sort of idea of words that are saying that it is da'if. When you look at it from this point you know that it is uh, okay. And also the meaning of it as you can see, <clears throat> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself, when he started the Qur'an, the first revelation that came in the Qur'an, Surah Al-Alaq, what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? That is what is telling you importance of knowledge when it comes to Islam anyway. Regardless of whether you are affirming or negating this hadith, when you look at the first uh, um, revelation in the Qur'an, what did it came with? اِقْرَأْ بِسْمِ رَبِّكَ الَّذِي خَلَقْ خَلَقَ الْإِنسَانَ مِنْ عَلَقْ اِقْرَأْ وَرَبُّكَ الْأَكْرَمُ الَّذِي عَلَّمَ بِالْقَلَمُ So here Allah started by encouraging the Prophet ﷺ to read and also he referred to himself by being he was the one who taught with the pen. So here all these are isharat telling us of importance of knowledge. Now with that we can then appreciate the concept so when we're talking about knowledge, what is it really that is talking about? And it said, فَعْلَمْ, no. Okay? فَعْلَمْ, 
بأنه لا يفترض على كل مسلم ومسلمة طلب كل علم Know that it is not compulsory or it is not obligatory for every Muslim male and female to seek every single knowledge that is on earth. That is not the idea. So when it is said that seeking knowledge is compulsory upon every single male and female, it does not mean that they should go and seek for every single knowledge. No. No. It's just like saying that you have to be master of every single word, field. That is not the case. وَإِنَّمَا بَلْ يُفْتَرَدُ عَلَيْهِ طَلَبُ عِلِمِ الْحَالِ But rather, the knowledge that is compulsory upon every single Muslim to seek the knowledge of their affairs, which means whatever affairs you find yourself in, knowing what is accepted in and what is not becomes compulsory. Alright? So for instance, let's start, let's start with your daily lifestyle. When you talk about daily lifestyle, let's go within yourself as an individual in your own home. When you decided you are not going to get married, when you decided you are not going to associate with anyone outside your perimeters, that means that the knowledge of what is going to help you to live as an individual becomes compulsory in a sense that you need to learn to understand how to take care of yourself. So in, in that sense, knowing how to take care of yourself becomes compulsory on you. What do I need? What will harm me? Which food will I eat? All that becomes, because this is your affairs. The moment you say, no, I will get married. Now getting married, you are bringing someone in your life. For that also, you need to know the rules and regulations that are in marriage. So by you getting married makes it compulsory on you to learn the knowledge of living with your spouse. And this is very important because marriage in Islam is not compulsory. If a man decides I'm not going to get married in my life, Allah will not punish them for not getting married. Because it's not one of the pillars of Islam anyway. So marriage is not compulsory. What is marriage? Marriage is sunnah. It's the tradition of the Prophet Are you with me? But the rules in marriage is compulsory. Marriage is not compulsory, but the rules and regulations in marriage were designed and given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you get married and you cross the barriers of Allah in the marriage, you will be penalized for that. Are we getting that? So for you to say, I will get married in my life, that means that you are taking another step in your life. Seek the knowledge of how to live with your spouse. Seek the knowledge on how to deal with your spouse. It becomes compulsory on how to be as a married man or as a married woman. How are we going to live as couples? The same thing applies to when you are married and you are living with your wife, you know the affairs in your life. That is enough. But the moment you decide, I want to have a child, that is another responsibility. In other words, you need to learn the affairs of how to take care of your child. You know, there's nowhere in Islam where it said that women are to be changing nappies. No. It is combination. As the father, you have to help in every single thing that is going on. So we have to play parts. Don't just leave it to one party of the family and say that, no, you have to know. Help. That is what family life is all about. The moment you said you are going out of your house 
to be part of the society, the community, there are responsibilities. So you need to know. So when it said that it is not compulsory upon you to seek all other knowledge, but rather knowledge of your affairs, which means the things that you find in your life, the things that you find in your life that are associated to you. You need to look at that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in the Quran, Surah Al-Muhammad, فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ No, there is no God but Allah. That is the starting point for a Muslim to be able to start with your, your belief. When you start with your belief, that does not stop there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, سَنُرِيهِمْ آيَاتِنَا فِي الْآفَاقِ وَفِي أَنفُسِهِمْ We are going to teach them our signs, okay, in the universe. But not only that, that is too much for you. Even within yourself. Until it comes to them, it appears to them that really there's no one but Allah. So that is the starting point. That ahwal that we're talking about, in reality, we are not talking about your life as a single man, your life as a married man, your life as a. No, it comes back to what is your ahwal? Your ahwal is to first of all establish Allah. Why did Allah created us? We have not created man and woman except or man and jinn except for them to worship us. So this is your ahwal. Knowing how to worship Allah becomes compulsory. Why? Because that is the purpose of the creation. Are we making sense here? That is the purpose of the creation, and for that matter, knowing. How to worship Allah, how to establish the belief in Allah is compulsory on you. So when it said, To seek all knowledge, It is compulsory upon him to seek the knowledge of his affairs. And your affairs as a Muslim is to start with the belief. Which is to establish Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is your iman. Now, kama yuqal, as it's been said, afdalul ilmi ilmul hal. It's been said, afdalul ilm, the best of knowledge, ilmul hal, to know your affairs. Wa afdalul amal, hifzul hal. And the best of deed is to understand or to protect your affairs. Idan, yuftaradu ala al Muslim. طلب علم ما يقع له في آله في حاله أي في أي حال كان. In other words, it is compulsory upon every single Muslim to seek the knowledge of the affairs that he found himself in. And we are talking here. We said the starting point is your deen. You need to establish Allah. You need to establish your Tawheed. When you are able to establish that Tawheed, then you are going to build on that Tawheed. What is on that Tawheed? When I establish Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the next thing in my life is to what? To know how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We sit here, we understand one common communication, which is the medium of communication. Knowing how and everyone understood the language we speak in, that is why we chose that. Other than that, maybe two, three people speak different language. Two, three people speak different language. If we are to go by that, how can we communicate? So the same thing comes between you and Allah. How do I worship Allah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not create human and left them by themselves. He taught us how. Make sure we don't cross our time. Okay? He taught us how to. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaching us how to we start with the establishment of the Tawheed and then we build on that. If the Tawheed is not certain, whatever you build on that, you not get it right. Alright? So it says that any affairs that you find yourself in, knowing that affairs becomes compulsory. For in la Buddha mina salat. Example. You have no any other excuse. As a Muslim, you have to pray. So praying is a compulsory thing on you. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, okay? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, you have to pray. Now, just the prayer is compulsory. Can the prayer be accepted without wudu? No. Prayer will not be accepted without wudu. For that matter, performing wudu becomes what? Compulsory as well. Are you getting my point? We were all told, can you please, all of you, get on the roof of this uh, building? So going on top of it becomes compulsory. Now we need wasila. We need something that will help us get there. So whatever we're going to use to get us there becomes also compulsory. If that is making sense. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that we have to pray. So for you to pray, فَيُفْتَرَدُ عَلَيْهِ عِلْمُ مَا يَكَعُ لَهُ فِي صَلَاتِهِ بِقَدْرِ مَا يُعَدِّي بِهِ فَرْدُ الصَّلَاتِ So because we are told to pray, anything that will help us to be able to establish this prayer becomes compulsory. And anything that we're talking about can be wudu, can be istinja, can be all these things that are surrounding that. Knowing the qibla becomes compulsory. Why? So, but as long as we are able to get the knowledge that will help us understand the prayer, no any other knowledge is important to us anymore. So, anything that you start with, start with what is compulsory on you and how to get there. Alright? All of you go to Adelaide. Of course, we cannot walk there, so we need wasila. Anything that will take us there becomes important for us to learn. Alright? We know people who do not have um, driver's license and they got a job. And no one is telling them, go and learn how to drive. Why? They know they need the job, so they will push themselves. The, the job has nothing to do with their driving. But because they need to take themselves to the job, they will push and learn how to drive or even buy a car. So if Allah said, pray, why won't you learn how to pray? Why is it a Muslim would always give excuse and say that, you know, Wallah, we were not lucky to get the opportunities to be in madrasa. Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you have to pray. What do you do? When you want to work, you went and seek for uh, and uh, uh, what you do. Where you went for, uh, you went to learn a trade. When you really want to, you want money. You want to learn. You do different courses to be able to work. Why can't you do the same course to be able to worship Allah? So there's no excuse whatsoever. As long as this is compulsory on you, how to be able to get there becomes compulsory. It's up to you. No one is going to be behind you. So you cannot come on the day of Qiyamah and say to Allah, Ya Allah, sorry, you know, I was born in Australia. You know, you know, you know Australia. It's not Muslim country. There's no that sort of discussion between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You were born in Africa. You were born in Asia, wherever. You know where to go and get greener pasture. You know how to get your passport. You know how to get a visa. You push any ways and means that you want to be able to be here and you cannot worship Allah. No excuse can, can save you on that day. So those are the ideas we want to put in place. So when we're talking about knowledge, it's not necessarily talking about all, every other knowledge, but really what will help you establish what is compulsory on you. If that is making sense. Now, وَيَجِبُ عَلَيْهِ إِلِمُ مَا يَكَعُ لَهُ بِقَدْرِ مَا يُعَدِّي بِهِ الْوَاجِبُ 
So any knowledge that will help you to be able to establish wajib, you have to also know that that knowledge becomes wajib. So anything that you're going to do, as long as doing that is compulsory on you, how to do that, learning how to do that becomes, becomes also compulsory on you. لِأَنَّهُ مَا يُتَوَصَّلُ بِهِ إِلَىٰ إِقَامَةِ الْفَرْضِ يَكُونُ فَرْضًا وَمَا يُتَوَصَّلُ بِهِ إِلَىٰ إِقَامَةِ الْوَاجِبِ يَكُونُ وَاجِبًا That is why anything that you're going to do, uh, what we call, um, you go, you go, wasila, anything that you're going to take to help you. For example, I'm studying, I easily forget. Because of that, I need to take notes. No one is asking you, you have to take notes. But if I know I don't want to forget, Taking note becomes compulsory. So anything that will help us to be able to establish what is considered compulsory in our life, that thing also becomes compulsory. Anything that is going to help us to be able to establish what is wajib in our life, that thing becomes wajib. The same thing applies to wakadhalika fissawmi. The same thing applies to fasting. We have to fast as Muslims, so we need to know the knowledge. What nullifies our fasting? What makes it better? The same thing, zakat. We have to know about zakat, whether you have money or not. As long as it's part of Islam, Allah said, do it. You want to make sure that you have knowledge about that. In kana lahu mal, that's for those who have man. Well, hajj, the same thing applies to hajj as we talking earlier. In wajaba alayhi, as long as it becomes compulsory on you. How can it become compulsory? You have the means, you are healthy, you have the time. There's no excuse that you say you have to be old. It's not part of it. Alright? So those are the things that we need to look at that. وَكَذَلِكَ فِي if you said you want to do business, you want to be a tajir, you want to buy and sell, anything that consists of that, to make sure that you don't make any, take someone or take advantage of people, you have to know what is accepted and what is not. In kana tajir, if the person want to do business. So we need to know everything that is within this sort of uh, environment regarding uh, our affairs. So when we talk about our affairs in general, today's lesson is just basically drawing our attention on what has been prescribed unto us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is considered compulsory so anything that will help us to be able to achieve that also becomes compulsory inshallah in our next lesson we we'll continue with this uh, chapter to talk about a bit about jurisprudence and why this knowledge becomes compulsory as we started with fa a prayer fasting zakat and those that are part of our main compulsory aspect of our deen. So inshallah we'll stop here. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nastakfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun alil mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.